Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. Pretty happy here in Colorado because I have my blue sky back. We've been having storms and it was gray, drear, made me feel like I was back in Michigan. And it looks like it's going to rain some more, but we at least have a blue sky again. So I know where I am. I've been confused. My dogs have been confused. And let me tell you what, it definitely affects the mood. I stayed in Colorado after losing Jim because I love nature and being outdoors and having these beautiful blue skies. So it's been affecting me and my mood. And it's a, a, a testament to seasonal affective disorder and what people go through when they don't have sunshine and blue skies. And so I just wanted to share that I'm grateful to have it back. What's the weather like by you? It's been pretty nutty everywhere. Michigan hasn't had any rain. It's like we swapped worlds. So today I want to talk a little bit about trust and relationships and what to do when you aren't sure if you should trust someone, what to do when you've been betrayed, how to navigate the waters. There are people out there who are smart and who take advantage of people in vulnerable states. And when you are dealing with anxiety or depression or addiction or loss and grief, or you're just overwhelmed and stressed with life. Think about walking to your car and you're looking at your phone instead of looking at your surroundings, or you're just thinking about everything going on and you're not necessarily paying attention to the world. We've all had those days and there are people out there who target people in those states. And I have had in the last week, too many of my clients who have had terrible things happen, quite honestly. And I had something horrible happen in my past and it's frightening, it's traumatic, and it is a violation. And it can take you to a place of questioning yourself, questioning who you can trust, what to do, who to turn to. And so I'll share my story first and foremost. I was at a bar in Ann Arbor in the afternoon, the Blind Pig in Ann Arbor. I had a friend's band that was playing later that day. And so it was the later that evening. And so they were there doing like sound check and doing whatever bands do before the bar is open. So it was daytime, light out, and I was drinking water. And I was there with friends I knew and the people in the band that I knew and being young and, you know, 
having fun, just walking around, doing whatever, not paying attention. At some point, I set my water down and picked it back up and I had been drugged. And I was quickly and visibly not okay. And my friends were able to tell. And it was, I was fine. Nothing bad happened to me because I was with them and they were able to get me outside, call my parents, figure out what to do. Thank goodness. But how many situations like that have a horrible ending? And I was still traumatized. I was unable to speak. I knew something was happening to me and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I literally couldn't talk or control my body. They were, they were holding my arms and like kind of dragging me. I couldn't move my legs. And it's terrifying to be in that situation and know something is happening and to be unable to say help or to run. And if I didn't have people who knew me well enough, to know the look on my face and to know something wasn't okay, horrible things could have happened. And this again was daytime in a place I was comfortable and knew my whereabouts. I went to school there. This was post-college. I was an adult. I was probably in my twenties. And so I was very, very familiar with my surroundings. These things happen and people are afraid to tell anyone. They don't want to make police reports. They're afraid to tell friends and family when they have done nothing wrong, but it turns into a situation where people feel like they have done something wrong when something has been done to them. So who do you turn to? What do you do in these situations if you don't know who to go to? Some people might wake up having had something like this happen to them and not even necessarily understanding what has happened. I have had clients call me hysterical, not remembering the night before, the days before. And this is talking about being drugged. Trust can be broken in so many other ways. Trust can be broken when somebody just tells our secrets, when somebody betrays our personal trust and violates by sharing something we asked them not to. I have a client who had who let someone use their car and had it returned and there were illegal things in the car and parents found them and think it's this person's belongings, right? And then you're in a situation of I either say this is mine and I'm in trouble or I have to tell on someone else and tell that I let someone use my car when I wasn't supposed to. If this is somebody who has a family car, right? When do you put yourself first and when do you betray that trust? When do you trust someone else and say, I'll let you use my vehicle? And when do you put yourself first? We live in a world that people can do and say anything, and we don't necessarily know 
if they will keep their words. So when you are in a vulnerable place, it's never wrong to run it by someone that you do know and trust. If someone's asking to borrow your car, it is never wrong to run it by someone you do know and trust. Your best friend, your sister, your mom, your dad, your therapist, whoever that may be, it can never be wrong. Now, if you want to if you run and get 100 opinions, that can be complicating because you're going to get a lot of different answers and that might get confusing. It's important to know who to go to and not to go to too many people so that you don't get too many different opinions. But it is never a bad idea to run it by someone you trust and to get another opinion, especially if you are in a vulnerable a vulnerable place. But even if you're not, it just can never be a bad idea. Two heads are better than one. Three heads are better than two, right? I always say this. One of my friends and we always say this. Even if I know the answer, I, I tend to run it by her and she'll run it by me. And we always say two heads are better than one. Even if I know the answer, it cannot hurt to run it by someone I trust implicitly. It can hurt to run it by somebody I don't trust at all. It can hurt to run it by people who do not have my best interest at heart. It can hurt to run it by people who could take advantage of me. Absolutely. But it can never hurt to run it by someone I trust implicitly, someone who absolutely has my best interest at heart, someone who has no ulterior motives. Do you have that person in your life? If not, please think of one person. That can be me until you have that person. Someone neutral, someone who does not want something from you. Someone who has nothing to gain. Someone who is not biased. Someone who doesn't get anything out of the situation. It can never hurt to get that opinion. And like I said, even when I know the answer, it, it can't hurt. And it doesn't mean that I don't trust myself. But when it is something that matters when I am going to let someone else drive my car. That that is my car. They could go out and commit a crime. Right? Somebody got their car back with illegal substances in it. When you do not necessarily know this person well, who are you letting behind the wheel? If you're not thinking clearly, if you've been up for days, if you have so many other things going on that you just want to run it by someone who only has your best interest at heart. We live in a world where there are people who just take advantage and you might never think that way. I do not think like a criminal. There are things that happen in this world that I couldn't dream up if I tried but that we live in a world that these things happen. 
So having someone that you know and trust to turn to is just another precaution, another safety measure. It's like having the GPS. Even if you know where you're going, having backup directions so you don't get lost can't hurt. We, we want to know where we're going and we want to get there safely. Having someone that you do trust when there are people who you might not trust. Do you know these people well? If you're going, if you're meeting new people and you're going somewhere, I do this still. I tell people where I'm going to be so that they know. We live in a world where bad things happen. I'm not dating, but when people I know are going on dates, I want to know where they are. If they're going on a blind date, they're meeting somebody from a dating site. I want to know you're going to Starbucks on what road. If you're not home by this time, I want to know where you were. We hear crazy stories. We really do. We think it could never happen to us or someone we know until it does. So if you are meeting a new girlfriend, just because it's not a date, it might not be any different. Why not let someone know that you're meeting someone new at Starbucks on this road? It's not any different. It really isn't. And so having that person you know and trust, maybe you're not getting their, their opinion. Maybe you're not running something by them. But maybe you're letting them know, I'm meeting a new friend for coffee. This is where, if you don't hear from me by this time, this is who I was with and this is where I was going. This is the world we live in. Really, really, truly. There are people who think they are buying one thing and they end up getting another on Etsy, on Facebook Marketplace, right? You, I hear these stories of, I thought I was buying a cell phone and I ended up getting scammed, right? I, my brain doesn't work that way, but this happens to people I know. So if you're going to buy something on Craigslist or on these sites, what safety measures can you take? This isn't any different especially when we're in vulnerable places, but even when we're not. What makes somebody trustworthy or not trustworthy? And we're not only talking about friendships here, right? But if there is someone who is gossiping and talking to you about all of their friends, chances are when they walk away, they're talking about you as well. If they are not reliable, if they're not showing up on time, right? There, there are certain things that we can look at as measures. Those can be red flags. If they're telling your secrets, if you say, please don't share this with anyone, and they are. These are indicators. But when I get calls and I have somebody crying so hard that I can't understand them, 
it hurts me to my soul. I care about my clients. I care about humans. If it was a stranger calling me crying so hard that I couldn't understand them, I would care just as much. I don't want anyone suffering to that degree. So if there are things we can do to protect ourselves, then let's. I don't want to say you shouldn't trust anyone. I don't want to be that. I don't, I don't want to be that doubtful and that scared and live that fearful of a life, but we can always take safety measures. There are things you can put on your phone. There are, you can tell people where you're at, right? There are all of these measures in this day and age. And there are things we can do. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you're walking around looking at your phone and not looking at your surroundings, you are more of a target for the people who do think like criminals and the people who are looking for people that are vulnerable. That doesn't mean you are vulnerable, but it means that you're not paying attention to your surroundings. Now, if you are also dealing with 18 other things and loss and grief and trauma, and you're not paying attention, that puts you more at risk. People look for, it's not even just women. It's people who are vulnerable. And women, I want you to know, it's not just men. I have women who have been targeted by women. And I am sorry for having to have these conversations, but this is the world we live in. Really, truly, someone was being kind. Someone needed a car and got it returned with illegal substances. We shouldn't have to think, okay, I need to search my car. I let my friend use my car as a favor. Let me search it. Let me get the drug dogs and search it, right? It, that, But who are you letting use your car? Who are you letting borrow your phone? Who are you letting have your belongings? Because our phones have everything. Somebody can access your information and put things on your phone to be able to track things. That's the world we live in. So before you hand over cars, phones, purses, backpacks, who are you handing it to and how well do you know them? That's the world we live in and I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. And it doesn't necessarily matter how long you've known a person or who you know them through. Your gut feeling matters. I had somebody say, I knew. I knew I had a bad feeling about this person and I didn't listen to it. And listen, I say it all the time. Trust that feeling. If you have, I had an Uber driver that gave me a bad feeling and I said, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, I had a change of plans and I didn't get in. I'm not getting in the car with a stranger that, and I could have been wrong. I absolutely could have been wrong. And if I was, shame on me. But if I was not, can you imagine if I was not? I would rather be safe. This is the world that we live in. And I was alone, right? It's not like I had a group of people with me. 
where at least there was a few of us so we could all kick and scream together, right? So how do you know if you can trust? That is the number one thing I will say, your instincts. And we are often our own biggest enemy when it comes to that. I used to talk myself out of listening to that. I would say, oh, you're being ridiculous, Sam. I would have a bad feeling and I would argue myself out of it. And now if I have a bad feeling or a funny feeling or any feeling, I listen to it. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a strange feeling that just something weird's going to happen and I don't want to get on the road. Then I am not getting on the road. Period. Call me crazy. Call me woo-woo. Call me nuts. I'm fine with you calling me all of those things. I have learned that when I ignore those feelings, something bad happens that I don't need to deal with. And it could just be me having a headache, but I don't need the headache, right? So that is the first way to trust. Listen to the, the hair on the back of your neck or the funny feeling, or or the, the rumble in your tummy, whatever it is, that's the first thing. And, and don't talk yourself out of it. But you can also run it by that person, the person who you know is just looking out for you and has no ulterior motives. And I'm sorry that this was a little bit of a, I feel like this was callous. Like, I feel like I was a little bit cold and harsh today, but I'm really not kidding. I had a handful of people in the last week have some serious stuff happen. And that's the world we live in. And on top of it, they're beating themselves up and they did nothing wrong. And I want to emphasize that. We, we do that. We do that to ourselves. We say, it's my fault. I should have known better. And they are the victims. We, I did not do anything wrong by setting my water down. We live in a world where I now know better. And I, if I set it down, I don't pick it back up. But somebody else put something in my drink. Shame on them. Right? And, and we beat ourselves up when other people are at fault. So to anyone who has had something happen to them and who is sitting there saying, I should have known better. I'm so stupid. It's my fault. All you did was trust. All you did was see the good in people. All you did was let someone borrow your car or trust humanity. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And there are pardon my French, assholes out here in this world that take advantage of good people like you. So I would like you to see the beauty in who you are for being a kind human being and see the ugliness in the people who took advantage of you and people like you and find the lesson in the situation. For me, it was never, ever, ever picking up a drink I sat down, ever. And it was just water again, it wasn't alcohol. So for me, that was the lesson. For someone else, it might be, even if this is somebody I have known literally my entire life, 
I really have to think about who I let borrow my car because people can do anything once they have the keys, right? There's always a lesson and maybe it's reach out before I say yes, run it by someone else because I'm in a vulnerable place and I would do anything for my friends and they might take advantage of me. There's always a lesson. We don't always know the lesson in that moment. Sometimes I will say like six months from now, oh my God, I figured it out. <laughs> now I know what I was supposed to learn in that moment. You might not see it right this second, but I promise you there is a lesson. It happened for you to learn something from it. And it might be something that you end up helping someone else with. It is not for you to say, I'm such an idiot and I should have known better. And this, this is my lowest moment and I can't forgive myself and I'm a horrible person. The other people who did this are the horrible people. You're a beautiful, kind person who assholes took advantage of. So again, Sorry, I'm a little bit out there today with my language and with this episode, but when people call me literally hyperventilating, crying, it lights a fire under my butt and makes me want to share things in a little bit of a different way. So if you don't have that person who is not biased and who has no ulterior motives, please know that I am happy to be that until you find another and that list will grow. There have been plenty of times in my life where I didn't feel like I had someone to trust. And now I have many. And there are also people who I thought I could trust who have let me down. So you're not alone and you can lean on me while we build that list. And if you're listening live, Team Ruthless meets tonight. It's a great place to find the people you can also lean on. We get through life together. We talk about these situations and more. We meet every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And it is a great place to find supportive people, to vent, to share resources, to talk about the ups and downs and just kind of get through things with. If you're listening to a replay, again, it's every Wednesday night. So you can check out the link in the comments and you can try it out or reach out to me if you have questions. And until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.